Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the THL podcast. How are you doing? We're going to run technical classes from next week, so if anyone would like to join them. We got the, t- the text from Milk. There was no milk in the house. There, there was, was no an milk SOS in the hen house. sent out from Burn this morning. Uh, your communication in-house isn't great now, I have to say, Tommy. You told me to get milk and Yvonne told Hector to get milk. Right? Was it du- that's it called a double milk message. We were doubling down. You were doubling down. Stopped at the local shop there. Do, the, the, the last outpost before you hit... Connemara. I don't know where the Gaeltox starts. But well, the, I think it starts at, I think, isn't there the great, uh, oh, from Barna to Karna. That's the kind of Cusharriga. But I actually don't think the Connemara Gaeltox begins until you're outside of Barna and you're kind of flirting with Furbo. For the Furbocha. Yeah. But we Which stop. means? I don't know. I did a bit of uh, digging. On Furbo. So Barna means the gap. Yes. yes. The Barna Moel. Is the, the bald gap? No, the barn and The yeah. blind one. No, no it's, the gap. it's it's what my father used to call. Moel is is is, is bald. Is w- women's <laughs> bits. What, my father used to call the women's bits. Oh, the, the, the shaved gap. <laughs> the gap of danger. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, isn't it a lovely way of this? Oh, we barn a jasaki. No, barn the moil. What's from the national anthem? no the gap of danger is my father's house. Oh, Isn't she's the gap of danger. danger. So Barna is the gap. Barna Boyle. And Barna Boyle. So I don't know how Barna got that name, but uh, Furbo, the Furbocha, is kind of scutch grass. Scutch, unlovely. Dull. Like a gra- grass with no nutrients in it. Unkept. Furbocha. Like, yeah, and the, so, so if someone's beautiful. Like, Where do you live? I live between the scutch grass and the gap. <laughs> And the, the gap, gap of danger. danger. <laughs> the guy I was, I went in to get the milk, 
and he was in the, full flow, Hector. I uh, pulled in after. Are we travelling together? No, no, but no, we're but in convoy. What's, what's the story there? It's the last. How come you? How come the pair of you been arriving at the same time? Pascal? Because of weeks? what we have because the traffic lights ah. on the fucking way out uh, that holds us all up. We travel because we move in the yeah. Yeah, we travel to the hen house. Surprisingly, we drive. There's a bit of a. Kind of office sexual tension. <laughs> Why do you find that so hilarious? We Larissa? drive the same road. We drive the same road. We drive. We, we, oh, you we do. Pound, yeah. hey, he lives we, in we pound the same path. We do pound the same path. So we start getting very. The, the garage as you leave Knocknock. It's, it's all very. It ain't half hot, mum. We pound the same gap. Yeah. We drive the same road. We're coming out to the danger gap. Oh, the, gar- the garage is the last outpost. How really. did you know the lad in the garage? I like stopping there. It's changed hands a few times, but now there's an Indian or a, a Bangladeshi guy in charge of it. And I was there to him. He was looking at he's me. He's Bangladeshi. He's from, he's fucking, from fucking Limerick. No, you he's racist not. Bastard. He's not Hector Aston where he was from. <laughs> there's nothing wrong by saying he's from Bangladesh. Why, you, what's the fucking racist about that? Hector Aston where he was from. Because he says to me, he said to me. Oh, where were you from? The fuck are from Bally Ben? Where the fuck are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Bally Ben. No, he went to me. So I ordered, I gave in a two litre of milk, my favourite two chewing gums, and a two litre of Volvic water, right? And he looked at me and he went, Clear Galway? Clear Galway? And I went, Yeah, how do I know you? He goes, Kazana, Hector, Kazana. What does that mean? My favourite uh, Indian restaurant in Clergoa. Oh, right. There's only one. It's called Kazana. And he. And wor- it's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> you only have to go he there. Like to dip the, you're my favourite wife. <laughs> he, he works there. And then, uh, uh, so shout out to the Bangladesh posse there who run the uh, the outpost. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Moving um, on. So, uh, thanks for getting milk. So, I, we uh, the last time we were talking, we were about to take, I was about to take the Gossens to Manchester. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And we thought the match would be knocked on. And I don't care if this podcast is going out a week later because we are we'll still, we will still <laughs> rejoice in the emancipation. Yes. Emancipation. I'll do the big words if you uh, want No, that. no. <laughs> I, in the emancipation of Marcus Rashford. The emancipation. The emancipation. Okay. okay. Of Marcus Rashford. He was stolen for 14 months. Tell us everything. There wouldn't, wouldn't be too... Now, anytime you go to a sporting event, it's not like going to see Garth Brooks, which is, of course, very exciting. It's I coming know. up soon. In that you're guaranteed the hits and you're guaranteed almost a good yeah. feeling. And what remi- how it reminded me of Garth Brooks was the size of the fucking crowd. Yeah. 75,000 people. Yeah, it looks so big, and I, ch- I actually googled. I mean, that is yeah, it's a big, it's a big crowd. That size, is yeah. colossal. So we arrived uh, in Manchester, and we met a couple of the Kerry boys, uh, Sean O'Shea, and a couple of the lads. They're, they heading uh, over as well. They're all undercover Man United fans. They're all there. <laughs> One of them, God be good to them, had a Phil Jones shirt on him. Oh, so God it's help hardcore, um, <laughs> and so it was all fine. And the, the lads are a bit worried. Oh, can we be wearing our Liverpool shirts around Manchester and what I noticed was there is uh, so talking to Man United fans before and after the match Irish Man United fans before and after the match it's lovely nobody's people take it seriously but there's no kind of needle between one another yeah. it's all kind of mm-hmm. oh you're over the match oh you're in the Liverpool end oh, you'll, you'll enjoy it's all really friendly and even yeah. having a laugh yeah. but then you bump into a few people on the road and it's a bit 
English like yeah. tense locals. Really? Yeah, it's just there's a level of aggro there. I was when we were in the stadium. I was watching this fella, and he was there with his granddad, and they were in the Liverpool end. And I was thinking, this means everything to them. This is their territory. This is their club. This is their town. This is their this is their Mayo. Do you know what I mean? Like we're over to enjoy it and we support a club, but we're not born and reared in the vicinity. Do you know what I mean? And the, I think the people who are, it's just like some of the fucking chants were, I won't repeat them, but they were Hardcore. highly libelous. Really? They were just oh, there's some nasty. There's some nasty. Yeah, there um, just there's some. Really now, was this from the Liverpool oh, no, travelling sport United, or a, the United? No, there was both actually, in fairness. Now, there was, uh, there was one, one, um, a Man United player come on with about five minutes to go and there may have been mention of a court case that never saw the light of day a really? few years ago coming from America but the Liverpool fans had already made up their mind <laughs> that he was fucking, They'd written a sonnet about it. That he was well guilty. Really? <laughs> so it was just a bit it yeah. was, it, and when you're with the UA you've gone to Manchester United away haven't you yeah. you're kind of you're with well, Liverpool away at Old Trafford especially you're, you're kind of find in there and it's a shitty little you go up Area. the steps a shitty little bar there's no room there's one toilet for 5,000 really? people it's just a bit skank and then when you get into the stadium it's a little bit like the fucking uh, Christmas day in Mountjoy <laughs> there's the scallywags go on the road right you know it has a there's a lot of it's a rougher element the, hard, the the away fans, the the, the travelling away yeah. fans are a unique. And do you like that? They're a unique band of followers. Well, I, I don't. I don't like, know. would you not need to be a hardcore, like pure soccer, soccer, soccer head to like want that? Well, no, because it's 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 an event. Is it a good experience though? Being an away fan at an away match, I think. Yeah, it is, and being is, is, having kids there, what, like. it's all. Uh, it's it depends. So I've been to away matches in at Stamford Bridge, and that's a bit of crack as well. Uh, there's a bit of an edge, but not too much. Is but, it because Manchester and Liverpool are so close? And then? they're such enemies. And right, okay. But the, so there was just this, there was kids there just with the foulest of, I mean, I'm not a prude by any I thought you were saying they were spoken. <laughs> but there was lots of, lots of dope going round. Lots really? Of, yeah. Cans all day and the bus down. and Out of it and kids standing up on top of fucking seats. Yeah. Uh, you're a fucking wanker. You, you fucker. Like he's about nine years of age and he's shouting at a fucking multi-millionaire footballer firing from the jazz away. You, you fucker, you fucker bastard, you fuck off. And his dad is fucking patting him on the back. Well done, son. Really? Um, oh, I don't know if I'd like that now and I'd love to well, go to No, it's not a, he's not painting a bad element. It's just those... The, it's just, it's just live. And how were your it's kids' live. experience? How were your I kids think, reacting to it? So I went over with the 14-year-old and the 10-year-old. The 10-year-old, I think... Was a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, would he be frightened a little bit? Not frightened. I just think the kaleidoscope of noise and stuff happening. So, so obviously, at most matches, uh, the away fans make more noise than the home fans. uh, Usually, uh, that more often than not, that's kind of the way the way it kind of goes, you know. So, the Liverpool end. So there's five thousand Liverpool fans and there's seventy thousand United fans. Seventy fucking thousand, and uh, so the Liverpool fans are making all the noise because before the match, Liverpool fans had all the confidence. Yes, seven yeah. nil and all the all those kind of malarkey, you know. And they're sort of singing and singing, and it's fucking loud, and they're slagging this fella and slagging that fella, yeah. and it's all fucking thing. And I think 
Theo, whose ten was just a little, it was a little bit like finding yourself in the front row of a Stiff Little Fingers concert. <laughs> it was just a little bit. I'm telling a monster. I'm telling a monster. It was a little bit. Just, it was a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was lively, so noisy. Then, but he settled then, and then when United got the momentum, it was like this. So maybe the United fans haven't been able to shout like that at Old Trafford for a while. That's a fair oh, yeah. point, yeah. So you had this kind of, uh, and all the stuff that's going on with the club, I suppose, and the frustration the United fans uh, might, might have been feeling over the past little while. It was just like they said. Uh, they're fucking, it was like each one of them took off their fucking skin and just fucking, yeah, I'd say. So it the was, noise was incredible. The noise, it was like being behind a fucking jumbo jet. <laughs> and you can just see the way that affects, I don't know what it was like on the telly, but when you can see what that affects the players. So but you could feel it on the telly. Oh, even. you could oh, feel it on the telly. But I hadn't I, heard Old Trafford like that it was, it was So that was phenomenal, you know, and you're kind of, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, at least this is an, an event. Yeah. So the result isn't going your way, but you're thinking, mother of fuck. Yeah, but this isn't going to be a nil-all draw with nothing. No. This 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 grabbed you by the balls from the oh, first few minutes. It was just and what was so we're we arrived before the match started. We arrived um, near the stadium, and Louis was there. And had they their jerseys on? Did they go wearing their jerseys? Uh, in the Theo end? Theo did. Uh, he, we had it under his coat because yeah. we, we were like we really were the only I Liverpool know. fans where we were. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like I said, with the when we were meeting the, all the, the Irish, Irish fans, ones, it was, re- yeah. it was yeah, just really, outside. it was lovely. But and that's because we're all kind of used to going to Crow Park and we're kind of happily yeah. to mix. But then, so you're walking down uh, the Old Trafford, whatever it's called, or towards the stadium. Lou McCarry Way. Yeah, Louis blown away by the size of the stadium. It's because yeah. it's, like, it's massive. And then it gets a little bit fucking, it's a little bit like being at a protest march in uh, Aleppo. <laughs> Arthur Scargill Miners March. Uh, yes, yes, it was just with cans, police horses, <laughs> police horses, flares, corralling you. So the uh, if you have a stadium, make it. If you have a ticket, make your way into the stadium. If you have a ticket, make your way into the stadium. These horses were fucking. They're the size of the the forty five foot tall. In there. <laughs> if you have a ticket, make your way into the stadium. And they like the big thick megaphones. It was just. It, 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 it's not like going to Croke Park. Of course, now I know that. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not. It's a little, and maybe. And you see a line of them horses there, Tommy. They're imposing. Up. Yeah. So when United went 2 0 up, there was a kind of a. It was amazing. So so before the match started, right, all the different fans, they're all facing the pitch. And they're all singing all the stuff. And we're singing, and all the, we're all singing, right? We're making the most noise, blah, blah, blah. Uh, United hit the post. Everyone, Sancho. Everyone's kind of going, Okay, okay, it's okay, <laughs> right? We're still singing. Two minutes so, later, United scored the first goal, and they kind of go, uh, "There's a, it's kind of it's kind of like a deflation." So it's everyone, everyone just goes quiet, and then uh, okay, and then we start up again. Then United scored the second goal, and all of a sudden, very few people had any interest in the match at all. People, <laughs> Seriously, people were looking left and looking right, lighting up massive joints, passing them around. And then when they were, got the, the 22-1, then it got a bit of exciting then towards the end. Um, but all in all, I think it was uh, an amazing experience, experience yeah. for of the course, lads. Of course. I think it was kind of like, I think they'll be 
I'm not sure they've processed it yet. Yeah, you see, you've you've it's brought big. them to a different. You've taken them from away from the screen where they're listening and they're watching for years on television. And when you get to that spectacle, is there any spectacle like that? Say I'm going into Croke Park when you walk up the steps, but at a Premier League match, or yeah, but that edge isn't there with the no. GA. But the noise, no. the color, the noise is great. Obviously. For a young lad to walk up into that, it's just it's a feast of fucking. But also, hell. I think, Ma, Ma, what's happening here? Yeah. What is happening? It was wonderful, and all all in all, uh, a fucking yeah, dramatic, a, wonderful it, adventure. It, it's an expedition. It's an adventure, isn't it? Don't forget, if you do like what you hear or if you want to check out what we do on a Monday on our special members podcast, you can go to thlpod.com and you can sign up there to become a member. Here's a quick taste of what to expect from our ACAST Plus members only episode. It's out every Monday. Will I tell you, will I tell you a fucking mad thing? A helicopter landed in my back garden. Three times helicopters have come to pick me up. In your back garden? How big the is your back garden, Hector? The best one ever was. I've done... The, 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 Hector, how big is your back garden? In the field at the back of the garden. Oh, so the field, right. Yeah, Your neighbour's field. Yeah, but it's a field beside my house. Okay, yeah. That's so fine. that's just what I'm saying. my back garden. Yes. And my wife looked at me and she said... <laughs> there's, a heli- for you. <laughs> there's a helicopter. Search and rescue. The helicopter came in and I was there going, I could hear... And then he landed. And I said to the missus, I love you. Bye-bye. And I headed off to a function. <laughs> not, not even a black op. No. Just a fucking to kill Putin. No, a function. The, the, a, 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 function a function in Mullingar. What are you in Mullingar? You've been there in 20 minutes. <laughs> Organised by one of the great footballers of all time for Mead. Great, oh, I know who it is. A great forward. He said to me, I said, I can't get to it. I can't get to that. He said, the golf so, classic. So, so, he says, me. it's a golf classic. It's for charity. Oh, it was a golf classic. It wasn't even for a GA. Sorry, hang on, Hector. You said you can't get to it. Yeah, from Mullingar. Because I was, I, I don't know what I was on. I was coming in from somewhere. I was coming in from London. And I said, I was too tired. And he said, I'll helicopter you. I'll bring you up to Mullingar in a helicopter. And I just went, the fuck? The good old days. <laughs> like, this is 15 years plus ago. Longer. And I said, are you sure? He says, yeah, I'll get a helicopter down for you. And what are you supposed to say? No, I'll drive. I said, okay then. And then he said, leave it with me. I got into a helicopter at the back of my house and the lad who was driving it was from that crowd out in Clergo, out in Owen Moore. There was a helicopter pad there. He looked about 12. He looked like he was in fourth class. And I got in and I started, I said, how are you? And he said, get Did in. Did your mammy know you had a helicopter? <laughs> he fucking, you just I, the keys you know these young lads that are about 26 that look 13? And he's like this, fiddling at And I, I got into the cab and I went, how are you? And he went, how are you? And I went, I got, you? I, got out, I got out of the helicopter again. <laughs> And I steadied myself. He looked as if and you he cycled had to just Mullingar. robbed the helicopter. Oh my God. And I went, I, I, I said, don't worry about it. I've got my license. I'm fine. I've 116 hours done, which seemingly once you've 100 hours done. And I hopped in again. And were you green And it was by one the of those smaller out? ones that looks like at the front of an, yeah. a, an eye of a beetle or like an insect. So it's all glass around you. And, and next minute, okay, <laughs> buckle up there. And he's hitting the dials. And next minute, See me, Mrs. And she's waving away. With the middle Lego. <laughs> she's waving away, and I'm off to a function. In Mullingar, like. And I have to pinch myself, going, life is fucking great, isn't it? 
We hope you enjoyed that taste of our members only episode. To find out more, head to www.thlpod.com forward slash members only. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss um, So I was thinking about something um, this sentence came into my head and tell me what you, if you agree with it or not So the Pope calls the devil the great deceiver he calls him the father of lies and it seems to me that I and I don't know why mobile phones make me think like that but I think the world over the devil is winning I think the things that divide us and keep us uh, from fulfilling potential, maybe is an awful word, but that kind of a thing. Uh, And the isolation that people are feeling in their lives. I think the negative things are winning. And this sentence came into my head. The only thing that can save us now is the kindness of women. Does that make any sense to you? Hmm. Do, well, I think, do I think too much? You do. Do mm. I think too I think much? you've I like, overthought I like the, that. I, 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 the only I, thing that can save us now is why? the kindness of women. Why women? Because I think women have a... I think you're wrong there. I think it's just our general kindness, I would say. People's kindness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think we have to have a little bit more empathy, all of us. Yeah. But I think, do so in any movement, do, do, do some people need to take the lead? But some why, people need to be followed. Why did it come into your head that it's women's kindness? What do you think you get from women that you don't get from men? Because I think when you, um, it's more, it's more to the front with women. What does that kindness. mean? Kindness. Mothers uh, would would mothers show more kindness than fathers in general? I, I, I just maybe women have a. Is that is that s- a softer, more empathetic uh, way of being in the world, and they suffer for it? But I think that. Uh, that's what, that just, just struck me. The only thing that can save us now is the devil is winning and the only 
thing that can save us now is the kindness of women. When did you come up with that on the plane home or no, when, I, you, were, when no, you were too I, nil down? I tried to get that chant going. Right. Uh, with the away supporters <coughs> and I just weren't buying it no, at all. No, no, right. Um, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's down to women alone. I don't mean to say responsibility. I, that, I just mean that I think that there's obviously a lot more men in control in the world. So, I, I mean, I think if it's down to women and women alone, I think it's we're in the role. No, I don't. Jesus, look, why? It's not kind. It's not. It's not saying it's your responsibility. You said, <laughs> the you said that, it's the only thing that's going to save us. Yeah. So, but, so whose responsibility is it? No, but but, but I'm coming from it that men need to acknowledge that that's where <laughs> the good future is. And men need to kind of go, okay, it's only through the empathy of no, I think that's women wrong. that we will, and, and, we, and we need to acknowledge that and follow it and put the women in charge. Now, I'm not saying Liz Truss nor <laughs> Ursula <laughs> von der, no, no. Ursula von der, von der Leyen, von der Leyen, or Margaret Thatcher, or Imelda Marcos were kind women. But I'm saying generally, and I don't like the way, Louisa, you yeah, have asked me to explain you? myself when I come up with something beautiful and poetic <laughs> what, what, like what, that. Sorry, <laughs> we should put women in charge, but they should never question us. Is that what you're saying? Do you just this, not, isn't do you a, just, this isn't an attack on Hector, women. I thought that was a beautiful thing. The devil is What winning. I want to do is open up the conversation. Let's open up this conversation. Sorry, we should pass it all over to women and then when women question it, you shouldn't ask any No, but it's not, it's not wrong to say that women might have shown. You are excluded. Have women... <laughs> Have women shown more kindness enough. through the ages? That's what he's saying. Have women have women a higher kindness levels? I, I get worried levels. when you interpret what he's saying. No, but yeah, well, so do never, I. No, but you, never, never, you, think, you, you, you think it's never really think, the No, but same it's not thing. a male female thing. This isn't a male female thing we're arguing here. This is like I mean, we're, we're, we're arguing. I think. Give me trying. the sentence one more time see? and let our listeners fucking <laughs> see, hear it. See. Go on. The devil is winning and the only thing that can save us now is the kindness of women. Now, Hector, you interpret that so for me. I think what that, for that means to me... I think women have shown more kindness throughout ages, sometimes in the home. Sorry, the Pope isn't a woman and he's pretty kind. Yeah. I think. The, the Pope has no interest. I feel, <coughs> honest to God, I, I feel like... This is turning into fucking... I feel like Larry... So should I this just, is Andrew Marr on a fucking Sunday morning. So should I just say, yeah, you're right. It'll be a great, interesting conversation. Okay, I'll, I have about nine topics here. We'll, <laughs> okay. we'll just scratch that one. Sorry, no, I want they you are, to interpret this. There Hector. are listeners out there <clears throat> going, "Why do they keep sh- shouting Tommy down and putting him down and not letting him just speak yeah. his way?" So I'm really interested. De- develop that. Like you've come up with this idea now. Yes. Develop it into something more the tangible devil, the, the, the than devil just is words. So I think I think that women should be put in charge of what everything. I agree. There, there's no. Uh, and I think I think in terms of uh, the wind we need uh, to steer our boat to pleasant lands. But should we have is Mary Lou? Mary Lou is in charge. Mary Lou, she's the fucking Donald Trump of Irish politics. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. Mary Lou will save us. Oh, she, she might. will. Of course. Mary well, hello, Mary Lou. That's it. Yeah. We'll You're We'll have to get Mary in Make Mary Lou. We throw us t-shirts. <laughs> Make Ireland great again. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> got our green oh, hats. Nationwide. Lads go around on quad bikes and pickup trucks. That's and Mary uh, Lou, we throw us. I think there's like, <laughs> is is evil not an equal measure? Like, and the devil's work. It, like, I mean, obviously, women are more practical than men. Um, 
obviously women would be much more hang on, better at, tr at problem solving yeah, than I men. Going to go down this so <laughs> I see that that's the positives there. But is I've, equal I've, is is evilness an equal thing? Yes, evilness yeah. and equal. I've thing. changed my mind now. This isn't you talking. <laughs> Can we not talk premiership for the next five hours? <laughs> no, but do you not think that like it's it's well, it has to be? We have to be more equal in society as opposed to having one like sex bigger or more prominent than the other. So, like some women are nice, some women are kind, some women are evil, some men are nice, some men are kind, and some men are evil. So we need to get the kind people in society to rise up. You just put. I just. I feel, Hector, like I'm... Practical, again. Why is it always a war? Women, Why is it always a battle in here? No, it's not. It's it is a battle. I'm just it's interested. It's a battle of the sexes. It's ma you're making no sense. You come up with these big, bold statements and then you don't think about well, I them. I like the and one the devil is winning. Come on, let's go down that avenue. But the devil is winning. Ah, I think yes. the devil... How is he winning? How is the devil winning in our daily lives? Everything. The devil wins on everything. Because he but, loves but, but, negative... But the, but, yeah, negative but the match isn't over. The match is never over. No, no. But the only thing that can save us now... I think we're getting now much closer is to the, the end is, now. Is the kindness of... Yeah. Of people, Hector. I think people. Yeah. People, people in general, yeah. People okay, in we general, agree yeah. with that. Not so a soft, bosom. How can we kindness. make people kinder? Is it God that has to do that if the devil is... I think we all have the... Uh, to have trust kindness, like, for... I think for, as a culture, maybe, what we have been thriving on, really, is the notion of success. And kind of... Uh, individual success. Yeah. And uh, let's. I want to be a success. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to look, look at my house. Look at my car. And I'm your shit. Be, if you can't do it. Yeah. And I think maybe it might be a, a time just to to shift it over to kindness. Mm -hmm. Let kindness be yes. the motif that runs through the culture as opposed to individualism. I don't no. want to sound negative here. Then but don't speak. Then do not. This is a chat. I think we're all fucked. Larita, this men is, and women. No, there's some, lovely, there's some lovely. This is a man Our world, our world is going downhill. No, it's not. There's some fucking and great I things happening. Little where things. Where? Yes. There's some great. But how can the little things outweigh the big things? I don't know. Because I got up. I, I, got up in a we, I tell you why. Because we never give up. We uh, never give no. up. No. <laughs> I got up in a hotel in Dublin on Monday morning. I, I walked along. Uh, you got what? what I, got, I woke up in a hotel in Dublin on Monday morning. You know that you, sounds you like went, the end of a fucking did, party. Did but you wasn't. know you went there? I, and I, yeah, I'm just listen to the stories, guys. Yeah, I woke up in a hotel in Dublin and I said, I went down at a bowl of porridge. Can I ask you one before you go into the No, the we're not going down the into any details. So I want to tell you a story. And I want to Why were you... Where were you Sunday? No, the, these things don't matter. Because you, I tell you these why. These things don't matter. Why do I? You were you were working for somebody. And you don't want to tell us who it was. <laughs> why do we? I don't care. I you. I listen to you when you say something. So listen to me. I woke up in a hotel in Dublin. <laughs> I, <laughs> I woke up in a hotel in Dublin on Monday morning. Is that something you heard your mother say to your father when way back in nineteen seventies? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I it was to dissect it. There's no dissection here. Listen to this. But you. I are, woke up. I, there are major parts of the story unexplained. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know. Nobody needs to hear the You had the porridge anyway. I'll get to that story in a minute, but I'm telling you about Can't wait. the kindness. <laughs> I'm excited. I woke up in a, in, a, in a part of Dublin that I hadn't been in a while. Where? Where was it? Will you let the audience is fucking walking around the GA pitch in fucking yeah, Sydney? They want, you know well. they want to know as well. They want to know what bit. Right. So I woke up in a hotel in Dublin on Monday morning. <laughs> he keeps repeating the same line. He <laughs> wants another go over. We get that yeah. part. And, I and went you had down, porridge. And the place was packed with yanks and tourists. And buses outside to take them to Glendalough. And lads were down there from Kerry and there were all these fancy little black buses and these chauffeur-driven things and they were out squidging the windows. And it was a lovely morning in Dublin on Monday morning. And I get up and I had a bowl of porridge. 
<laughs> and you one nearly had a collection at the fucking thing because I didn't want rashers and sausages and that. I says, give me a bowl of porridge and I'll have a banana. And then I, I walked out into the early morning sun in Dublin and I walked along the street. Which one? A par- this par- is shut up. Park A, just there at the Phoenix Park. Oh, interesting. And I went into a little coffee shop. First of all, I walked by the coffee shop, see what type of machine it was. And the, the lady caught my eye. And then about 20, minutes, 20 seconds later, I reversed back towards the coffee shop. And she goes, ah, I just saw you passing there. And I said, yes. Well, you, you were walking? I was walking by oh, yeah, yeah. and I went in. You did your reverse walk? I reversed back in. <laughs> I said, can I have a flat white take away? And she goes, of course you can, Hector. Oh, and I said, this is a lovely little place. Uh, and she said, thank you very much. And they were getting the menu ready and... It was a little hive of activity and the sun was shining in the window and I said, what is the little blackboard with the names on it outside? And she goes, uh, that is called Kindness for Coffee. And I said, oh yeah, what's happening there? And she goes, well, anyone who comes in this morning will write their initial on it because around here we've so many homeless people and there's a lot of shelters and stuff like that. And you just, if you want to buy a coffee for somebody in the area who, who's, who's in, who needs it and who hasn't got the money, just write your initial on it. And I did. I put down the H, bought, her co- bought the coffee, walked back out. And that little moment in Lovely. Dublin on a, on a Monday morning in a, in a working class area and an area where I used to live just up the road in Stony Bar. Just these are little things. So they're the little things we're talking about, kindness and, and That's niceness. That's a lovely story. So, and Louise nearly ruined it. Yes. I, I, would, <laughs> never, I, nearly ruined I it. would never have yes. got... And then I obviously picked my bag up from the Ashling Hotel, took the car out, went across to the Guinness Storehouse oh, yeah. and then launched the TG Car Autumn Schedule. Oh, that's what you're up in Dublin That's what I was in Dublin for. So that's why I was in Dublin. So, But that area around the Phoenix Park, the mouth of the Phoenix Park, it's... Oh, I never really spend any time there. Oh, it's a there, lovely yeah. working class area. Parkhead Street, Ben Burb Street, Stony Batter. The special courts. Special courts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the you courts. see your man outside the nine o'clock news, always outside the big criminal court yeah. there. For the bad boys in the country. Um, so that, that, those are little things but I, that fills me that's, that's my quota done for the day I you've fi- done enough no but I have filled myself with that kindness so that's what we have to do everyone in our individual lives but fucking so, but, search for that every day but and if you do you'll feel yeah, fulfilled but I'm, I'm talking about it on a societal level as well so kindness should be the motif going through schools yes kindness should be the motif going through politics kindness should be the motif going through media True kindness. sport, true sport, everything. Well, kindness, that's, that's, the, that's the, yeah. and, well, and, yeah. and now that Louise won't let the women be involved, it's just up I to I think the, the women should. It's just up no. for the, Hector. Hang on for a second, I was very clear on how, when women's it's just roles were. The, Hector, it's up to the men. It's look up, at, look it's at up this, to the men. you can see now, you can see even in this podcast, you can see how the women are less important than the men on this. Yeah, you can see, yeah. What is this? See, hands up, stop talking, Larita. You talk when we want you to speak. Larita, stop that story is not appropriate. No, Larissa, we won't listen to that now. I have a funnier story. I'm more important. So, the people and the listeners and of I this podcast are fully aware of the men on this podcast's importance in order, in preference to the women. So we're fine. We're fine. The token woman's here just saying a few funny things every now and then. And you all laugh. And then that's it. Just a female voice. I mean... Now we're on it. I mean, I should be honest with people and say I'm only allowed to speak ten percent of the time. Let it out, Lorita. There's a. Uh, I'm I'm rationed here. Get it off you your know. chest. So yeah. So yeah. To, you're the right to Marcus to rationed. pontificate 
about women's rights and how much women should get to do. Yeah, you're the right two. You're the two that are going to make the change in society. Oh, I can see it now. I never once mentioned we have to I can to them. see it now. It's just all flowing out. So you just... Go, continue now. Well, Rita, how long has this, Sorry now. How long has this been boiling can we bring, inside? Can we bring the men back in here Festering. now? And, and let them let them hold their hands up and tell Larissa when she can talk and put the green light on for when she can talk and put the red light on for when she needs to stop. Yes? Yes? I need, I need a nun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's all about women. Oh, that's a good one now, Tommy. That's interesting. He's trying to get his women's rights quota off his chest for the week. Women are so important. I think their kindness is to the quality we are lacking in society. Yes. Well, go ahead then. Oh, there's very little to be said after that. I, I, have no I think we should go for one. Of, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what we know in the park when it goes? Diddle, 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 diddle. <laughs> Inter- we'll interlude. We'll interlude. I'm, I'm so. not sure marriage suits you. At all. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at. As my I'm mo- getting too as confident. my mother said, get it off your chest. Yeah. And if it is festering, get it off your get chest. It, get yeah. it off. Get it, let it out. Now, quickly tell let me what I haven't heard one of them since the, the of, the, since the Battle of Ballina. What was, what was the rest of that there? Tommy? Conversation, Tommy. What else is on your mind? <laughs> no, but uh, the, 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 the key here is... I can tell you is, 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 is half a funny story if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did it happen to you? No, it happened to uh, a young lady I was talking to. <laughs> Okay, let's be very careful here. I'll take Carefully. notes on this. Careful. I'll write these notes down. Yeah, as a um, when she was uh, in her teens, um, she's got bad uh, menstrual cramps and her mother told her that if she put a magnet uh, on her knickers, that it would help with the... Uh, the do you want to see the golfers with have the magnets on the wrist? The wrist? Yeah. When you've bad the arthritis. Copper, copper yeah. on the wrist. So her mother told her that she got, she got this magnet and she stuck it to the to, to the, the front to of her the, To the Barnamore. No, 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 just to the, just the front the belly button. To the, her knickers. So that it would kind of help, uh, I don't know how to... Reverse. Well, I talked to, you, the lead or something, was it? In yeah. the, let me speak, Let me speak. You don't be telling us what it's like to have periods because you don't know. Well, sorry, Larissa. Yeah, you tell us. Okay, um, go on, keep so going. she was only like... 13 or 14 and the mother put it, said well I'm sorry that you're suffering this, but I'll put a little magnet here I'll tie it in I'll tie it's a magnet in, yeah. a, like a, a it's fairly, fairly sizable magnet she says just to kind of see how that might oh, affect put it on a belt or something or something like that and she <laughs> said, have a magnet belt or she was off doing above a, her knickers she was at some kind of a summer magno course. belt <laughs> she was at some kind of a summer course where there was uh, fellas there as well and she was in the kitchen and she was, she was with this fella that she liked <laughs> and they dropped they dropped the cutlery Stop and, it, <laughs> and the two of them bent down to pick up the knives <laughs> and the <laughs> the two of them bent down to the, the knives <laughs> and the forks and uh, she she had this vision that oh my god maybe I'll touch his hand and he'll look at me and he'll know that I like him <laughs> and stuff like that so they met down to pick up the cutlery and she stood up and there was a fork <laughs> a fork <laughs> a fork <laughs> 20 spoons and a knife and, and a fork just, 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 a, just a fork that kind of flung into her groin and it's like it was stuck there <laughs> and poltergeist and the poltergeist and your man was only like 13 and he was looking at her like what the fuck is this <laughs> everything in the room every steel object in the room just flung so out she was she didn't know that this was like this like she, he, and then he went out of the room and, was it a dessert spoon and the fork she went out of the room the fork followed him she went out of the room he went out of the room and then she was just standing there mortified. And then she said, four other fellas came in to have a look. <laughs> she had the 
So that's uh, uh, what was the name of that thing we bought years ago? I, I, what was the name of that? Magic? I was so I, well, I was thinking, what if uh, she was telling me the story? And I was, Magno Box. And I was uh, Magno Box. A new superhero. If uh, if a knife and a fork had flown into her groin, she could have said to him, "Are you hungry?" Uh, what was the name of that mad? Why do I spoil everything? Why, so, <laughs> and then, like you'll, you'll you'll reflect on it and you'll say, "I shouldn't have said that." Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you continue to enjoy it down the line. God bless. Good night, and good luck, and good morning. <laughs> we do breathe that exercise. Think we know that. And one more time, we with a bit of feeling. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Tuning in wherever in the world you are. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.